You are listening to Is There an Echo in Here? A podcast about Echo and the Bunnymen. So that's Echoing the bunny, man. Right? That's, Echo what this the bunny. Is, that's what we're doing here. We're back, we're back, okay. So it wasn't it might have seemed like that that show just turned us off completely from the band, but that's not what happened. Yeah. I mean it was mildly traumatic, but it wasn't <laughs> it was good though, like we, we said, you know. Um I just wanna say that I really enjoyed that show. Immensely, I think it was a pivotal moment in my life. It was one year ago. Incredible show. I came home and immediately enrolled in grad school after even that the deadline was over. They they let me came up from that show. (laughs) The next next morning, you're like, I think I should get another grad degree. (laughs) And here I am, and I have not had a spare second to touch. This podcast. You and see, that is sad. why we have been <laughs> going again. Missing. And you, Shane, you've been doing some things, and yeah, a little this, a little that, you know, well, well what have you? <laughs> I've been just teaching that guitar. Yeah. Uh, and uh, all right. Well, let's fine. go watch Stranger Things. All right. <laughs> that's what I want. That's an to episode. Do, y'all. That's just an episode. So that's an tired. episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You have been listening to. Is there an echo in here? A podcast about Echo and the Bunnyman. We just finished the episode where, uh, what is it? Uh, we went to the show. No, the. Uh, Oh, we how you mean with the <laughs> with Stranger Things? It, yeah, we are. There's an echo on in the Bunnyman song four. in oh. the credits. In the credits, it was crushing. I, it's man. called Internal Me. <laughs> Eternal <laughs> he said, Me. He's like, it's Internal Me. Oh my <laughs> God, um, y'all! If you are just tuning in for the first time, just just bear with us, okay? Because we you got a lot of catching up to do. Because <laughs> if you know, you know. Go back to the beginning. Yeah, because our you know we people have been. <laughs> People have been doing the whole thing. You know, people have are waiting for this episode. <laughs> and I have, hmm, not a plan. But nonetheless, <laughs> let's just orient the listener to what we're doing. Again, really and truly, if this is your first episode, this really is a podcast about Echo and the Bunny Men. And you really might learn things, but probably not tonight. But anyway, <laughs> this is a podcast where... I go into Shane's studio. That's me. He he has a studio in in the basement, and he's got some recording equipment. And I say, hey, stop everything. Stop what you're doing. And let's do a podcast about my favorite band, Echo and the Bunnymen. So what I like to do at the top of the show... Generally, we don't have like a plan for this one, but we need to stick to protocol to some extent. Yeah, I like to ask you, what have you been doing lately? 
Yeah, I've just been playing guitar, you know? You've been doing a lot of stuff. Okay? I've been doing a lot Listen, of stuff. Y'all. It's true. It's he's true. been... <laughs> he's really hit it big with uh, playing with that guitar player from Harry Pussy. <laughs> I've been busy. I've been playing with yeah Bill Orcott, the guitar player from Harry Pussy. And I've been uh, playing in... Did we mention that his legendary band is called Harry Pussy? <laughs> You watch people have conversations on Twitter yes. about how you really need to say it with a quickness and, the and just <laughs> and push and, through and push push through it and don't look back. Um, anyway, yeah, we've been playing some guitar music with H A R R Y, or is it H A I? It's it. Well, the word Harry is H A I R Y. What's the band? Is like the man's name. Is it spelled that way? I don't know. Well, you guys, just, just Google Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I've been working with him, and I'm also kicked off. I reignited my math rock band, Aluchatistas, and got a new drummer named Danny Paichaki, and I'm playing with this bass player named Trevor Dunn, who's the bass player for a band called Mr. Bungle. And so I've been working on that guitar music. We put out a record. Not too long after we saw Echo and the Bunnymen. See, we uh, don't have as we have this shit at the beginning. Yeah, so that's what's going on. I'm trying to find out. <laughs> what? I'm trying to find out. I'm trying to find out. When they're playing Echo and the Bunnymen. Okay. I'll tell you. Okay. So wait, we're going to promote their gigs now too? Yeah. Oh, that's we what we do. My gigs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't just my... Uh, this is the thing is you're like on I'm riding their coattails, man. Coattails. Uh, Promoting my completely unrelated completely unrelated um is well, is there I mean is how is Harry Pussy and you know, Aluchatista's related to Echo and the Bunny Man. You can relate everything to it. it. Here we go. Anyway, they're playing some dates. September twelfth in Nottingham, UK. It's like you know, I truly hope that somebody these. finds out about these gigs from our podcast <laughs> instead of just looking on their website. That would be great. Like, can you imagine? I've been Man. waiting to find out when their next gig is. You, you guys know, took a whole year to get back to me. I, I'm telling you what, it is just. I I just feel like COVID has just been a nightmare. We don't, no one wants to talk about it anymore. I'm not going to talk about it, but it really. It it is like the under it's the it's we the all subplot. Got it. We all had it. We, we all, all had we it just recently. getting over it. We just got Can over you it. hear it in my voice? We're all better now. We're better now. That we're, is we're back. We are grateful. We're better and we're back. Mm. <laughs> they're anyway, they're playing some dates in the future. Okay. Which might be the past when you listen to this. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, because go into that this, one again. okay, and so this one. <laughs> well, it might be because what if they listen to this a year after this it comes has out? To, this That's has to be released. Thing. It's gonna definitely be out before this. Um, so I don't, you know, the thing is, I don't really know what this podcast is about. I don't know what to do now, like about that show. I think we need to. We're done with that show. We saw that. No, show. man, we, gave, we, we need to talk about that show. We dude. gave us. That was our whole last episode. But now what? It was a thorough... But now... No, but it's like, now what? Well, because remember, Ian was not well. This is the thing we did not yes. follow up about. Okay. Is that... Sure and enough. And then... 
They had to cancel a bunch of dates, but then they circled around and redid them, and they like finished their tour. Yeah, they or finished. Yeah, they 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 did circle back around. But if you didn't listen to the last episode, the whole deal was we saw them live. It was like a, yeah. the kickoff of their American tour last summer, and it didn't go so well. Well, uh, it was no, no. Th- th- it was great, and then all of a sudden Ian got sick, and they had to stop a few songs short, and then they start canceling show after show after show. But but the show was really stressful in that it was really good. And then it was like, what's going on? And then it was like, there were some long pauses and he came back out and he looked like he was going to, he threw up. And now, just to reflect, they did finish the tour. They made up their dates. They're still doing stuff, kicking ass, releasing little things here and there. And like, they have all this shit lined up. But, um, man, I was going somewhere with this. Well, that it's a stressful band? Or? That it's a stressful band. <laughs> Thank you. You were and saying that in the car. The I was other saying day. that in the car that the other day, know, and I wanted to bring that back When you did not in. know when you started getting into this that you you were like, "This is fun. This is cool. This is a solid." And you didn't know that this band was a stressful band. Yeah, it was stressful, and then mm. and then I started wondering, like, is it always like that? And then I thought, because I've seen them twice now. I saw them in Atlanta, and that and that while not as stressful, stressful was a little stressful in the way that he bantered with some of the members of the audience as though like they were vibing him or something. It's not every day that the people that someone is pointing at members direct, individually of the addressing audience addressing them as though they're in conversation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, even speaking, yeah, conversationally leaning, using gestures and talking. I like your quiet. beard and uh oh, I see that shirt. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> um what are you doing here what are you doing? <laughs> you're what? scared it's like a it's like oh, that's some skin this guy's intimidating yeah it's intimidating but it's also you know kind of it's a spectacle yeah so it's kind of like you you can't so i'm like away. but is that is it is it, it always is that part of the magnetic part that's part of the deal that's part of the deal the of realness of it okay so they really so they got slammed a lot for this tour but yeah like you said they made up every single day Every date was made up. That impressed me. And I guess these guys are lifers, man. They are lifers because you this just in, they're back. Funny when they're back. You they didn't go anywhere. <laughs> they never and go anywhere. Back. Exactly. That's right. Now, I want to hear you read this thing that Ian just put out. Oh, yeah. Was it on their possible... Twitter? There. Oh my god. It was a declaration. Yeah, I know, but it's like a letter to everyone. <laughs> Alright, I think I got it. I found it. Okay. All right. Listen up. It was on it's, it's on Ian's uh Instagram, but I found I heard I saw it somewhere else. Here we go. Have a little drink of my okay. Um, couldn't have played the recent shows at Saratoga Winery, the Cruel World Festival in Pasadena, the showroom at Wild Horse Pass, situated on a sacred Native American reservation, and the Bearded Theory Festival last Saturday without saying how brilliant they were, how brilliant we were, how brilliant we are, and how brilliant it feels when the audience just gets it. When you get it, we get it. I get it. And these shows have all had that real bunnyman magic and unique mystical celestial edge. We are soaring again, fearless, above everything. It's heaven up here, Mac X. (laughs) So, 
Well, I gotta say, you know, he's back. Yeah, yeah, he's back. Oh, does it? It's just like in an interstellar you. burst, he's back oh, to save that. the universe. He's, he's, you know, he's like, um, and I think that's good because unfailing with the pride. Yeah. it's like you know, let's. It's time to roll out the well loved. It's good though, just because get back on top form. Yep. They came out of the pandemic. They started touring. There was a little bit of a rocky tour or whatever, and so then, but you know, you play some shows, get and then. then and I just want us to play. It's time to to, to play this little clip. I want to thank me. <laughs> I want to thank me for believing in me. <laughs> I want to thank me for doing all this hard work. That's right. I want to thank me for having no days off. I want to thank me for for never quitting. I want to thank me for always being a giver and trying to give more than I receive. I want to thank me for trying to do more right than wrong. I want to thank me for just being me at all times. Snoop Dogg, you a bad motherfucker, cuz. <laughs> all right, that's what that's what I heard there. Yeah. Okay, I got another one. I got another one. I got one by um, Liam Gallagher. You know, he's he's trying to be like Matt. What do you think it takes to be godlike? What it takes to be godlike? Uh, I don't know. There's been a lot of knockbacks that I've won this award, haven't there? So... Um, don't know, I just I, I know what it's like to be me, you know what I mean? It hasn't changed you though, becoming godlike. Has it changed me? No, I've always thought I was godlike from the day I was fucking born. And your award ain't gonna change it. Okay, for those of you who don't speak um British, um, he said he's always been godlike from the day he was born. That's like John Lennon saying like we're bigger than Jesus. We're bigger than Jesus. Exactly. That's Liverpool. Direct from Liverpool. Direct from Liverpool. Wait, where's Oasis from again? They're from Manchester. Manchester. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, I, I got a quote. I got a quote. Hold on. Hold on. I got one. I got one. We were down, I don't know, five, ten points, and I go off about 25 points, and we come back and win the game. And we're walking off the floor, and Tex look at me and says, you know, there's no iron team. I say, Texas, not. It's not an iron team, but it's an iron win. <laughs> because limits, like fears, are often just an illusion. Michael Jordan, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Jordan. Yes, the greats, you know. I'm going to float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. George can't hit what his eyes can't see. <laughs> now you see me, now you don't. You think you will, but, but I know you won't. That's what I'm saying. As he came on there, he said, now you see me, now you don't. I was brilliant, so was I. Check okay. this out. See if we know who this is. You think that being a famous rock star married to a supermodel would be one of the greatest things in the world? It is. <laughs> How good it is to be me. That is uh, none other than Ziggy Stardust himself. That's the man. Mr. I'm searching for the, waiting for the gift of vision. Uh, David Bowie. You remind me of the babe. I think he was kind of just kidding, but also. Babe with the power. You know, there's always a kernel of truth in every uh, joke (laughs) that's true. The women love you when you get out there. Why is that, ladies? Well, I'm asking you. Huh? Because I look good. I smell good. I feel good. And you sing good. And make love good. Oh. Let's not forget James Brown. It's that energy. It's that energy. It's that energy. It's my way. We were brilliant. How brilliant it was. How brilliant. How brilliant we were. 
How brilliant I am. How brilliant we are. Oh, how brilliant we are. How brilliant our podcast is. <laughs> how brilliant, how wise I am. Why I am so wise. Okay, homo, behold the man. Behold him. <laughs> somewhere with this well, that it's a stressful band or? that it's a stressful band now it's like it's it's stressful because we have you know a person this isn't this isn't a normal person's band and i i think i've decided what i want to talk about on this episode okay i have come up with a a strong theory about ian mcculloch being an alien. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all right. this isn't typical of our show. All right, mm. or is it? I don't know. We're not. We're not a. <laughs> I have to listen back. I don't know if you've revealed your alien fascination uh, of the summer. Uh, it was like a summer yet. thing. Okay. Well, I got really burnt out on it because I'm like the whole time I was into him, I didn't see a single spaceship. You're like, all right, when are they coming? And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> so then. But you know, and and man, I you know I've learned some things. For one, for one thing, I was napping in the car driving to Florida, and we were listening to Hounds of Love. Mm. When it occurred to me in a dream state that every single song is about motherfucking spaceship. That would be Kate Bush, Hounds of Love. I, no, nobody needs even an introduction, but I yeah, know, but we do need it. You never know. So yeah, I I think. You know, this is my theory that I have formed with my <laughs> spare time and intellect. If you'd like to know more, you know, I can. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> uh, tell us more, Courtney. Uh, yeah. Have I told you my theory? No, I don't think you have told me. <laughs> okay, so are yeah. we, we going to go here for for the uh, podcast for I, their subject of I, podcast. I, it seems that we have uh be- beam me up, Courtney. <laughs> seems we've uh, been we've gone there. We're going there. We've broached the topic. Let's do it. It's kind of topical. Um and yet as I was saying, you know, I've I've learned some things over the course of a few summers about a few summers. Yeah, it's like a summer interest for me. Yeah. You know, it's when you, right. the skies are clear and you can go out inside and look around. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, I've learned a vast amount of useless information about the subject of aliens. So here, let me tell you this. There are so many layers to the UFO discourse. Um, just the culture. Zeitgeist. There is a like an entire culture there are religions okay it starts in the 50s with these like you know guy who saw a strange saucer-like craft i rose up above the eastern skyline and you know zipped around and did a loop in those days like those are kind of my favorite those are the people who were totally gaslit and right, like, ostracized right. from society but they saw some shit yeah because there's no clout for them no clout no there was none and then yeah. you've got like your you know, war veterans who've seen something. Then you've got like abductees, mm, mm-hmm. which would be us, I guess. You've got, you know, you got Joe Rogan. 
you got this representative in Kentucky, you've got, and then you've got the new age spiritualists and that, the, that's a whole thing. And I want to just quickly touch on. These are people who are engaged in outer space alien culture. Like they're the not Raelians. organized. Okay, there's the Raelians. Don't you have like a Raelian relative? I had a Raelian relative who uh, <laughs> like left all their money to the Raelians. And are they a Florida group? I associate them with South Florida just because through hearsay, heard I had some second cousin or something. <laughs> you who, got a lot of cousins and I have a lot of cousins. Weird. Yeah. You got a lot of stuff going on. Shane gets phone calls from people in New York looking for people and his family. Some mafia shit and some alien shit and some, I don't know. There's a, quite the extended family. And you know, there's some lore. I just learned about this, that Eisenhower went down to Palm Springs hmm. for a meeting. And that's when he made the deal with the aliens that some of them could. Oh. Yeah, he was on vacation. Can I just say that the recent <laughs> hearing... Yes. Congressional hearing yes, about aliens pay was a little more attention to it. Sorely disappointing and seemed just like the typical like hearsay of it's like the same this guy people. came and it's a out. New whistleblower. But this whistleblower mm-hmm. basically didn't see anything himself though. He just heard from other people. From other you know, he's like other government a people told him. official. You yeah. suddenly get to know the special uh, information. Yeah, and then this, to me, it's like this guy's just trying to get like a book deal or something. You know what I mean? Like, or, well, or he like, did go under. I mean, whatever it's worth, but he he went under oath in a right. congressional hearing. I mean, I think he believes what he said, but it it that's the big yeah, thing. He Even though not much said. was said, but it was finally you know someone told him something. It was told and it was written in a rec- government record now that somebody is like, hey man, Some, I know what y'all someone y'all told doing someone who told weird. someone. Yep. <laughs> And that's what it was. And that's just that's just like kind of typical. People people are disappointed. I'm ready for close encounters. I'm ready for that thing to just come on down and just sing a song, blast some bass, turn, rotate 180 degrees. When it's like, do 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 do, you know, and we're like, beep beep beep, and then it's like, boom boom, and it breaks the windows and shit. Like that is the statement. That is what it came. To tell us and mm-hmm. show us, and it starts playing. I want it to play the full John Williams like alien <laughs> contact suite from Close Encounters in the big and do the shit with Instead the lights. They're gonna play. They're gonna play like the Goldberg variations. Everything. And, uh, blind. Uh, uh, what was it? I know they know. Um, they have music. Blind Music's Willie a Johnson's, part of an abduction uh, story. Let me tell you. Dark was the night. Cold was the ground. Oh, because we sent out that gold record. Oh right. Um. It's the best of the West, yeah. y'all. Here we are. Anyway. All right. Um, and yet, as I was saying, you've got <laughs> the people who were abducted, you know? Mm, mm-hmm. They're the people who, you know, have been taken on board a craft, chosen, you know, mm-hmm. abducted by the alien. And then there's just the people who see it from the distance. And then there's everyone who cannot get a good bit of footage of any (laughs) craft there's no evidence y'all there's no physical evidence of an alien of a spaceship there's also a low probability that we would make contact with them in a physical sense you know you can check out robin hansen's grabby alien theory there's just really little evidence that they exist y'all but that doesn't matter Okay. Okay.
Um, That's never mattered to anyone who cares about aliens. No. Yeah. Because you don't need Newtonian physics. It's the alien in your mind, Shane. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing is, is like. That's really interesting. Well, okay. Because I was thinking like, there's this like philosophy of like guitar playing that I teach sometimes. Yeah. It's like you don't really play the guitar in the physical world. Right. You play the guitar that you construct in your mind. That's what so okay. we try to build that mental map of the guitar. But yes. with the aliens, you said you don't need Newtonian physics. You just need your mind, man. Your mind. That's mind. That was my takeaway. That's the one thing. If you don't get anything else in this pot from from this section about UFOs and aliens, it is this. This is my big takeaway All right. from the whole thing. Okay. Okay. So one of these people in one of these books or documentaries or podcasts alien was, people was talking to an alien they were either like on the ship with them and you know being abducted or they were someone was channeling an alien one of those two okay <laughs> that's how we communicate with them all right right now okay so the person the human talking to the alien was like man it's incredible that you have these ships where you can materialize and dematerialize and like jump in and out of dimensions and you know what the alien said to him he said, yeah, I bet you don't. He said. What did he say? Wait, what did he say? I'm sorry. I'm like, what did he say? What did sorry. the alien say? Can what? <laughs> what is it? He said. Okay. He said that. The alien say? This is the alien talking. All right. He said, it is we that envy you. Mm. For you have no need for the spaceship. Mm. Because your mind is the spaceship. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh, dude. The spaceship. That's nice. Get out of here. That's right. That's that's the mood. You can travel anywhere. And what is it about the carbon-based being? You know, we have this physical body, but somehow in our minds we can make up any story. Like the Any, story. any possibility can come true. Of close encounters of the third kind. Yes. We can make it real. And then we can all agree on a story. So there you go. <laughs> That's incredible. You're You're quite the storyteller. You know that? Well, thank you, Shane. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not even getting started yet. I haven't even told you. No way. About There's more? Why There's we more? think that I'm, Ian so might cool. be an alien. Okay, so I want to say that there's this thing called Starseed, uh-huh. which is this idea that you, you or someone is an alien from a galactic empire that oh. is part of a galactic federation. There's stories about this. Like The Last Starfighter? Yep, or Star Wars, or... Yes, just like that. Remember that you played a video game, and then they said, you won the game, and so it was a test, and we need your we need your fi- starfighting skills to... It's just like that. Yeah. And you, and you self-identify is basically, like, you self-identify as being from a particular star system. Huh. 
based on like like on TikTok, they'll hear some music playing and then they'll show you like some like fantasy drawing of like oceans and it's like if you resonate with this song and this pretty picture, then you're from the planet, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Jamaica. <laughs> but it's like purple palm trees like, and aliens and, and there's like a galaxy. Vibrations, yeah. <laughs> Do you resonate with this? Yes. You were like. from the Pleiades. That's what it's like. Or it'll be yeah. like some trance music. Totally. Pleiades yeah. is one of them. You probably heard me talking about. I want to say that this stuff gets a little bit into like, it can get racist because there are these, there are these aliens called the Trolls. From the Nazi star system. <laughs> it comes from it. It comes from that. It comes from like the spiritualist, like the Nazis and their whole like, it's these tall whites. It's all about looking for this lost Aryan race, which is kind of the obsession in outer of space? the white supremacists. Yes, yes, yes. I'm saying that is there are these aliens, they say, called tall whites, you know, who are white people. So it is like, huh. looks like some white people. How disappointing would it be if you got abducted? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just... You know, like my white, just like my uncle. Do they know that they're being racist? Well, I mean. How does it manifest as racist? Because are there no black people involved in this? That's the thing. It's like, of course, like anyone of any race could identify as being from any planet. Like what about Sun Sun Ra was from outer space? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Totally. And like you can just, just like. from Saturn. I mean, there are people of all races. I mean, even. The so-called gray aliens come I've in a variety Trek, of man. colors. Exact, dude. Yeah. Every race imaginable, every every size and shape of human under the sun. You can be anything. You can be every type of being. You yeah. just get. It's really like that. You just get to decide. You pick a like a star cluster or a planet. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if it's inhabitable or not because you can be like a twelve-dimensional like light being or something. Whoa. So you just make up. Huh. Of being okay, you can be Star Fox or whatever. What Star else? Fox. Uh, yeah, you can be a raccoon out in space. Oh yeah, you could be you like be, like Missile Command. He Man is from outer space. You could Skeletor. Be, uh, what was that game? Pigs in space, y'all. Destroyer. Um. Pig destroyer. You can be like a triangle, okay? Just like, be like gyrating, a... like shape or a. Oh yeah. Or maybe you're just a sound. Maybe you're just like a. Like, ding. Some like Lovecraftian like polyhedron with a little, little ball uh, flying around it. Totally, that's that's what's up. Is this like Comic Con or some shit? It's like Comic Con. It's like Comic Con. Yes. So all that about the aliens is is leading up to my hypothesis mm. that Ian McCulloch is one. And I want to say, you know, I'm not saying he's starseed. It's like you. You could still be an alien. You don't have to subscribe to Starseed, whatever. You can just right. decide. Yeah. There are people who are fully like, I am an alien. I my name is Bashtar. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he'll be like he'll be like, Do not ask me such obvious questions. I have told you once before. Blah blah blah. It's like this kind of dickish alien, but he's and he's kinda he's an alien. He's a guy. He looks just like a middle aged man but he is the incarnation he's a human but he is an alien wow yeah like split personality kind of thing he is he is this alien 
Okay. <laughs> he's an a- I don't know if he's channeling for a period of time. Maybe he's not every second of the day. I haven't looked into this guy, but there's people out there, y'all. I'm just saying there's a, a big world, okay? And, you know? Yeah. And I'm here to tell you about Bill it. Bill Drummond really got into the whole, like, kind of ley line thing. Totally. And ley like, lines, and like, time lords, yeah. timeline. I, and there's all these new age words that I did not know what they meant, like timelines, um, fifth dimension, new earth, like all these catchphrases I had not been familiar with. So this is part of your research? <laughs> this is part of my summer research. Just, And it really helps to explain Twin Peaks, which is totally based on new age project blue book but we can talk alien stuff and yeah which they say explicitly but just for the twin peaks fans like if there's ever a thing you're confused about whether it's the giant that bell-shaped thing the lady with no eyes the owls exactly it's all in the alien it's all in ufo lore i realize that's what the dossier was like all about exactly the the, the mark but i didn't really know what it was talking about until i started my summer (laughs) reading your own research Thank you. In quotes, research. (laughs) But we have to remember that there are some roots, that the roots of this are kind of like... The roots of the starseed. I think the New Age starseed that we all are familiar with is rooted in a Nazi (laughs) spiritual... (laughs) That we're all so familiar with. People are like, what? What are they talking about? I just think that we need to look beyond the dominant narrative of the galactic federation and the reptilians because i just think that you get to decide right you know use your own your imagination like if this stuff is is out there but it's interdimensional and it just contacts people individually (laughs) it can be anything it just be on the lookout for just anything do you know that the scientists just discovered a fifth force in the universe maybe oh and gravity is not really even well, more gra- so what no, is it it's gravity gravity is kind of like strong what is force it? weak force and yes. uh what's the other one uh, there's another one and then they're like no there's another one behind that one oh yeah gravitational force uh-huh. weak nuclear force electromagnetic weak. force and strong nuclear force strong nuclear force and now they're like there's like a fifth one because oh, yeah. there's these subatomic particles called muons were made to wobble in strong superconducting magnets. The wobble force. And so they wobbled, but they wobbled faster than predicted by the standard oh. model. So then there's like something behind these muons causing them to wobble. So is it the wobble <laughs> force? I don't understand. I don't know. Wait, is it? Is it? They're like they're like trying to break through the the, the simulation or something, you know. All I'm saying is we're making up our own idea of what an alien is based uh, on. Echo and Hear podcast does not subscribe to <laughs> Starseed or any other alien cult. Thank you. Culture. Thank but, you. We are uh, making it up as we go along. We're just we kind of kidding. From, it's a sci-fi kind of exploration. Sometimes yeah. we do bio, like biopic, <laughs> you know, fan fiction where we reenact like the, it's about you know rehearsals making. and stuff. But it's now about we, myth. We to sci-fi. me, hey, and to me, the Galactic Federation or whatever is like it's inside of you. 
but we're just using our own our <laughs> own intuition to and imagination and our imagination to make these connections between the galaxies beyond and this little band on this little tiny blue planet called Earth. From this little seaport town called Liverpool. <laughs> That's right. Just floating out here in the universe. It's there. In the trees. They're so, coming. <laughs> exactly. When I was a child. So, so we all know that there are, you know, aliens among us. Okay. And some of them are rock stars. For example. Yeah. You got like Donna Jimmy Summers. Hendrix. You got Jimi Hendrix. You got David Bowie. You got Starman, you know, you got, right, right. there's some that are, yeah, some that aren't. That's true. Bruce Springsteen, he's of, of the earth. He's yeah. from here. You know, he's a genius and stuff and he's not, you know. He ain't no like Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, also alien. Um, Rick you know. Ocasek. <laughs> he's an alien. Mark E. Smith. He's, I think he's humanoid. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a hybrid. All right, Lou Reed. He's, I, I don't know. I don't know him well enough. Give me somebody else. Human. You don't know him well enough? I just kind of just, he's enough for me. He was talking on his ding on. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, I listen to the Velvet Underground, but the, you know what I mean. I don't vel- know him. The I never, I, I was just never interested in the 60s people talking. But yeah. you know. Um, Did you say 60s people? Talking. Uh-huh. Because he, st- he talks his words. <laughs> When he tries to sing, yeah, talking. Is that what you mean? Six, yeah, the, the like kind of the talking early singing. rappers, <laughs> like Lou Reed, <laughs> the early rappers. Yeah, like the, Dylan, sort before of. Before they'd really no, Dylan sings. Going, yeah, yeah, but uh, but Dylan, I think's human. He's a human. Mm. Absolutely, mm. he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah. Just because you like them doesn't make them from the stars. I don't stars. think he's enough, No, I don't think he's from the stars. He's too uh, flawed. <laughs> There's people who are human that are incredible, like the Ramones. Those are some humans. Maybe yeah. not Joey though. Yeah, Joey's definitely <laughs> blue oyster cult. Blue oyster cult. They're of the of the earth. Yes, they are earth realm. But they're, you know. Well, I was gonna say actually is that. Sometimes when you say alien, sometimes we could be talking about like interdimensional being, though. Well, yeah, there's different kinds. They all count. Mm -hmm. But I'd say that Ian McCulloch is a specific kind of alien that has been sighted Mm. before. He's been sighted? (laughs) Yes. What does that mean? Like, what is it, 100 school children or something? Oh, seen? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Or sighted. I got you. Yes. I thought you meant like... There, other people are claiming this fact, and you have citations. Now, we would say that Will Sargent, yeah, you know, I would say he is an astronaut. He okay. is from here. Space junk. Radio. Space junk. Yes, he is also like, you know, moved towards the the heavens, the stars, the intergalactic, mm, the mm-hmm, you know, dimensions. Mm-hmm. He's like Can you a imagine? traveler. This is what the podcast. <laughs> has always supposed to have been but we tried to do this like academic thing but instead we're just like yo dude like i think he's like an alien and like 
but like but instead we did all this like scholarship <laughs> like did we when i think about when he was like, saying that it was scholarship but yes we did try to like look up read about something no we did we were like we did. We were really tracing like uh i'm i'm doing some scholarship deep, deep, now what do you mean history and now we're just like dude Ian's like an alien <laughs> Um. Okay. I'm glad we did this episode. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) It's not over. No, I just mean I'm glad that we finally went there. When I, I'm uh, my future self listening to this is glad that we did this. Yeah, you know, I mean, we need to bring in. But I feel bad for the if this is your first episode. That's what I'm saying, guys. Like, and uh, this is not like you. like, <laughs> and I feel sad if someone, this is your last Someone episode. might listen to this and be like, write a review, you know? <laughs> I know. Especially if we don't put one out for like six months. But that's just the kind of self-sabotaging shit we do. It doesn't Because matter. this is an Echo and the Bunnyman podcast. That's right. So that's, that's right. how... They're stressful. We're stressful, <laughs> motherfucker. That's right. That's right. That is right. Okay. So here's some of my evidence. So, so Ian... Oh, yeah. So Will. Got okay. So Will... Yeah. As I was saying. Yes. He's, you know, a cosmonaut. Okay. And fucking, he's Elliot. Okay. Mm-hmm. And who is Ian? E.T. That's right. Why do we know this, Shane? Let's see if you can come up with some of your own conclusions. That'll no, be fun. No. You don't have any don't idea. Know. You have uh, no idea. <laughs> Shane hates to have to work. Okay. Does it have anything to do with the pilgrimage to see David Bowie in concert? Definitely. Absolutely. That is part of the lineage. They are probably from the same. um, And then they also had their droid. droid. Echo, the drum machine. Right. Thank you. Bring it in. Yes. See? Uh I didn't think about that. They had a droid. It was like meanie, beanie, beanie. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm gonna need help. Okay. I'd like to phone a friend. Let's think about. It. <laughs> I'd, like to, uh, <laughs> I'd like to use one of my lifelines, please. Okay. All right, I'll give you a little clue. What do we know about? Okay, let's talk about atmosphere. Okay. Okay, and let's think about Ian. Mm-hmm. Does he seem well suited to the? <laughs> To the climate, the surface temperature. Oh, yeah. The, uh, that's right. I mean, the light. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's very sensitive to our, uh, the germs. Our germs and our light. Atmosphere. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. Now color me, uh, surprise. Wearing the trench coat. Okay. Yeah. Um, we know his planet is very clean, very dark. Yes. And full of just beautiful beings mm-hmm. with a voice. With silver tongues. <laughs> yes. It's a silvery, you know, it, it, I mean. Dun, 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 exactly. Dun, it's a silver planet dun, just beyond dun, our beach. We could just. Bum, 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 bang, we, won't, bum, we won't actually put in the song. Now, I tell you. That's my main evidence. That's uh, good. That's that's that is hard 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 evidence though. It's hard evidence. And you know, I feel like I know I have another I got another. I uh-huh. You can't understand what the fuck he's saying. 
Oh, I didn't think of that, but that would make sense also. <clears throat> and just think of the way Will found him. It is just like E.T. It was like he was just, you know, in the bathroom, can't see. Yeah. He's just blindly. <laughs> blindly combing his hair. <laughs> smoking a cigarette. Yes. And, it, you know, it just kind of led into this, his destiny. And he knew it was his destiny. Yes. And, you know. Like two gods meeting. Two gods in meeting. The, in the bathroom. Yeah. Or just a boy and an alien. Yeah. <laughs> Who would then forge a pact. Yes. That would allow them to ascend to godlike status. Now, here's where it's going to get weird. Okay. Are you ready uh-huh. to make this connection? Here I am. Okay. Does I'm anybody, <laughs> Does anybody, meaning you, Shane, yes. know about um, the school kids... Who saw the alien in Zimbabwe? Yes, because I made you watch that documentary. That's right. That's how I know about it. Oh, good. So you know all about it. Oh, I know all about it. I was like, watch. Stop what you're doing, Shane. Watch this shit. There's a movie. I think it's called Aerial Phenomena or something. I'm sorry that I don't know. Oh, whatever. But listen, it's like, okay, in '94, there was a UFO sighting outside. Ruwa, Zimbabwe. Okay, there were 69 people at this international school. They were all these like international students. And for some reason, all of the teachers were inside at a meeting, leaving yeah. them all out in the schoolyard. Okay, mm-hmm. now what could go on in that? It was like 20 minutes. And the teachers were like, Yeah, straight up, there was no one out there. So God knows what happened. It was 69 kids who said, and y'all can look it up. They saw. It was sixty-nine kids that saw it. Well, let's see. There were sixty-nine pupils. Yeah, yep, sixty-nine pupils that saw it. <clears throat> wow, I didn't realize yeah. it was that many. It was a lot, and they were, and they drew pictures, and they <laughs> all looked like Ian McCulloch. <laughs> <laughs> That's our final piece of evidence. <laughs> You can uh, fucking... No, there's more. There's a little more. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, because there's some they have, like, sometimes <laughs> it looks like, the you know, the, the the traditional, you know, alien from the billabong, from the bong. Yeah, uh, from the bong. You know, and sometimes they look like that. But sometimes they would, <laughs> sometimes they would have hair. They're green. Well, green, yeah, or just the, the big eyes, the mm. grays, as you like may know if you're an enthusiast. Yeah. Like three. Ugh. <laughs> uh, and kind of like a plastic man a little bit. But anyway, so it was, you know, but some of them had hair like Ian. And some of them had like a long top knot ponytail. And some of them had like like sunglasses <laughs> and a cigarette. Well, yes, they are all wearing sunglasses. Okay, and that's, and you know, there's that. But here's what really got me about it. The thing about this, the way they moved when they, the kids all described the way the alien would... <laughs> Move around. Shane's already yawning, which means this episode is really going to be about this, and it's about to be time to go in bed and watch Stranger Things. Okay, so now just to be clear. Okay. (laughs) I don't don't think that Ian is necessarily, okay, one of the greys. You've heard (laughs) of the greys. That's what I think these kids saw, maybe. And, And yeah, so... It's real. It's real complicated with the grays. Okay, mm, mm, you know it's. Mm. I will s- just sound too, too. They're a little uh, scary. <laughs> they are a little. They were my biggest fear as a child. Yeah. 
Um, Fire in the sky, man. Now they have apparently they tampered. Put a needle in your eye. They that was total fabrication. That has nothing to do with Travis. Um, what's his name? Travis Scott. Or something. That's that has nothing to do with the Travis real Scott. account. They rapper? were actually not in no way scary towards him. Well, there's a whole story. But the thing about that movie that was interesting was like, you know, the way that you envisioned the grays. Yes. That was the space suit. That's their space suit. Well, they may be artificial. Right. But, or then partially like, but then you artificial. see what they look like under the space suit in that, that movie. Remember? That was communion. I thought that was communion where he looks I don't really ever saw communion, so I think it was definitely okay. Fire in the Sky. I've seen yeah. parts of communion. It was weirded me out a little too much. It's so, it was very, very scary to me. But Fire in the Sky, the aliens were pretty nice to him in real life. They came in and they, they looked weird to him and he was scared and freaking out and so they left and they came back and they were human and he was like oh cool all right then he was cool with it and he was calm what it's for real that's what happened and then they then he kind of blacks out that was aliens what they (laughs) they were not very they were not very slick about it they were like came out they were like naked or whatever (laughs) and totally they go away and he thinks they were projecting like a thing over them that oh. would allow him to view them as human normal. Okay. Yeah. He said they were a little strange looking. Hmm. They were I think they were very beautiful. Like AI or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I digress. So I'm not saying that like Ian <laughs> is like the Greys or like apparently they have tampered with all of our DNA to some degree. Anal probe. That's what they're doing. They're tampering. <laughs> they're tampering with the DNA when they do that. That's that's why the relationship's complicated with the grace, as you said. There's you know, oh, that's the tip of the that iceberg. Makes it complicated. The the probe is the tip of the iceberg. No. With oh. what they And then there's Antarctica. Something about Antarctica. The Come thing. Oh, the thing. Exactly. That's what's in Antarctica. Crash there. You know. And really uh, caused some trouble for those scientists. So, yeah. So, I'm not saying that Ian is like a gray alien. I'm just saying that there's something going on. All right. I would say that he would probably be more like a... Well, I'm not familiar with all the races, but that's why we just make them up. and, and, And like... But I think he has some things in common with what these children saw out in the playground. Um, Ian. Ian. (laughs) Mainly. Well, anyway. The thing about it, the way that the alien would move, as described by these kids, was in this kind of like liquidy, kind of, you know, lynchian, glitching in and out. They'd be over here flickering, and then they'd be over there flickering. And time felt warped and like it stood still. Yeah. And that's how I felt in that show. And that's how I feel generally. Uh. I, that he's like flickering in and out <laughs> of um, view and kind of wave, like his fingers, long fingers are like he's weaving some kind of magic mm. <laughs> thing. Okay. But, but maybe I'm 
just a little. And I was not I was not on drugs at that show or any of their shows. I mean, oh, we don't call well. Well, but but we're like old people that smoke the really weak weed. Yeah. We don't smoke I don't smoke any of this. New yeah, we're stuff. not. Yeah, we're, yeah. It doesn't work. It's just to say you did something. And so I know I wasn't hallucinating, but I know that I saw like a that it was trippy. Mm. The way he, it's tr- it's trippy. It's trippy. <laughs> that is the clincher right there. That is my main. Yeah, point maybe the children system. saw Ian <laughs> out in the field. That's what I'm saying. That was my first thought when they started describing it. I think we had recently seen them. Huh. Yeah. That was your first thought. Yes. Like, oh, they saw Ian. When they started describing how they moved, yeah. honestly, it was. And wow. then, and then I was like, but then those sunglasses, they just like kind of cat eye. This is very around. surreal. <laughs> Welcome to my mind, everyone. Whoa. Yeah, and so <laughs> our dog is snoring. Well, we put her asleep, but hopefully not you guys, because I want to say something else. All right, I want to hear what you have to say. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well. A person who listens to the podcast, who I respect very much, mm. was saying that he was kind of sick of this whole, like, magical motif that the bunny men oh, used to describe their music. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. He was like... Magical songs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, and as Ian was saying earlier, you know, the, the bunny men magic and yeah. the unique celestial edge. Uh-huh. They have this magic, they this do. sort of the celestial yeah, What else do you magic. call it? Yeah. However, I think part of what makes it so magical is that they are rooted in the earth. I gotcha. They're like uh, of and this earth. There's of this earth. And it's like the whole thing about Ian looking out his window at the moon and he would see, you know, the trees in front of these stars twinkling through the branches and whatnot. It was all the more magical because he was in this house that was crumbling to the ground. Whether at least maybe not that house where he saw where he talks about the tree in his yard, but the one before that, one of his houses was falling apart. Yeah, he might have been lying in the gutter, but he was staring at the stars. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the whole vibe of the band. Yeah, the whole thing is that you know, and that's why I kind of like when they were wearing like their dad's army gear and stuff and they were doing like the the boy soldier look yeah, yeah. which we haven't gotten to yet but no but they look good but there's a human part of them yeah. and i think some people are missing that part as you know they present their music as wholly magical mm. that there was also this very human element working this class gritty, this working class thing and i think some people i think the bunny men are kind of split and maybe Liverpool itself, or Liverpool versus Manchester, but there is a split between like the enchanted, the magical, and the practical, and the um, efficient, and the industrious, and industrial. You know? Yeah, totally. She's so tired. No, 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 no. I, you know, it's really uh... <laughs> so okay. late. No, no, a dog. A dog is snoring. <laughs> maniac. Um, yeah, you know, it's just like I always thought, like, you know, when you're at your work a day job, but then like, like you just peel back the curtain, you know, and right behind that, it, it's just magic. Like you, you were just like in South Florida. That's right. In just like 
just nothing but strip malls strip malls you'd uh, think it would be magical it's not and then you would go to like your friend's like apartment complex and you would make it magical because the magic is in your mind too that's right that's right that's you make it yourself and so but just to give voice to like i think there's two camps of people in the bunny men there's like julian cope there's the bill drummond ley line mystical magical and then on the other side of that is like like I think people like Peter Allen or Will. Will has no woo really. Well, he's got a little. He remembers uh, he remembers some of the old ghost. He remembers stories Voodoo Billy. He, <laughs> he remembers Voodoo <laughs> Billy. So he's he's like a believer. He's a believer in the magic, but he he kind of represents and and more strongly probably is. He's like Les. like put a hard hat on and like. Fire up the, That's more like Les, you know, though. The, the, Les is like the. I think Will's the, one of my favorite guitar players. Wait a second, everybody. Yeah. Let's just stop what we're doing. We'll say what? He's your favorite. One. I think he's one of my favorite guitar players. I knew it. I knew it. Remember at the beginning? And he I want to. I'm, like, I'm like, who is, do I even <laughs> notice this guy? And now yeah. I'm like, he's one of my favorite guitar players. Well, there. <laughs> anyway, there are many. <laughs> Many different Bunnymen fans. There are many different kinds. Yes. What I'm kind sorry. are you? Are you more of the magic? I like the blend. I like, I like the, the blend. That's right. That's what I like too. I like the blend. Well, because I think, well, I'm thinking about like Pink Floyd a lot in this conversation. I don't want to bring them up because I think I always bring them up. But <laughs> we have to. Every, but that's one of my favorite bands. We need it's to like, have okay, like a theme here's song. a band that people associate with magical, psychedelic, sort of like escapism. Right. And yet, you know their most famous albums are these like yeah of the modern world right what drives you to insanity powers that be yeah and so so that's really uh, but like people miss the point on that or something like i guess i'm sure there's a large swath of people are just like it is it was a drug culture thing totally when you know it's because of it's because of sid which is interdimensional which is an interdimensional traveling kind of like I guess what you would call magic thing, but then pastoral when you get to the lyrics, thing. there's this yeah. Well, the pastoral thing is like earlier, right? But then right. like they but still then, have that sound. I think but then suddenly they're communicating on people's yeah. mind that that was their thing. Yeah, but then you get into like okay, I'm gonna like like me and my friends took acid and watched the wall. That's insane. That's what, a, what I'm talking. Me too. And what an insane like that wasn't. That wasn't That's, some just like trippy Wonderland. That was not Fantasia. No, no, no. It was not Alice in Wonderland. It was no. a nightmare yeah, a that nightmare. it took me a long time. The guy's to razor work blades through. his eyebrows this off. This is the only time I Come saw on. it. I was tripping. Oh my god! You I know? was just. I was like my father and just and the man. He's bleeding in the, the sink. Oh, just and his father crazy. died. And just, and like, it's, I, yeah, there's just, so war, it's not very the like war, so, just the Great War. But somehow it has this like magical association because no. there's a certain surrealist aspect it to it. Real, you're right. But then, but then it's like, but it's and so more with the bunny man, it's that kind of thing. With yeah. them. it's more like. But then it's also just like the hard kernel of reality. It's just like descriptive, of politics or like mental All crisis or dying of cancer. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So with the Bunnymen, it's the same thing because you, you have this kind of, or a similar thing where you have like this like working class kind of yeah. nodding in that direction towards like, you know, like, um, what's that one we did a whole episode about that one song? The Puppet? No. Not The Puppet. Um. Something going on out there. Something, <laughs> something happening. <laughs> something happening. We got to... 
we got it's like uh <laughs> it's been a while it's been a while but like what's that yeah there thank you <laughs> so but we took that as some political thing and then someone wrote in and said oh that song's really about just wanting to be famous and it was, pictures yeah. on the wall yeah yeah right totally this is just what it. it's just the posters of their heroes and i thought okay that's cool i didn't think of it that way and i'm because i'm maybe i'm just putting my own that's what i do with the them song. is like i but it I, allows for that it does allow for that. It's, and that's great art. That's what great are, art is. It allows you to project your own <laughs> shit onto it so right. that you can like it. Yeah. And say, oh. I see me in there. You know, I see that's I see speaking me. to me. This is for me. This art's speaking to me. Yes. But at the same time, they're doing that. And the next thing you know, he's talking about some Eskimos and like <laughs> fucking, you know, uh, like just like ships come at sea, like come, like yeah, rolling in, the harbor like, uh, you know, all the animals standing on the shore and waving at you, welcoming you into, uh, you know, a, a fairy wonderland. That's right. That's like the birth. What do you call that? Like the birth of the. It's like some creation story, like Seven Seas. Seven Seas, um, not Noah's Ark though, but more of yeah, of a creation story of a an oceanic beginnings to our human origin. Yeah, and then you have like that, and then you have this like kind of like I read in books. I'm having an argument with you, song. That's right. <laughs> That's you know like well, I read in books that blah 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 blah. And it's like an argument. Did we you... talk about that on podcast? Someone said there was an argument between Julian yes. Cope. No, a friend of mine said someone said that to me that it was between it was Cope. Ba- not only is it a song that both of them say they wrote about being a dick, but it's like them <laughs> talking, literally to each arguing, other to literally. Seeing your unread books, who wants to love without the love? Yeah, yeah, I could see that just being like a drunk teen argument. Yeah. Oh my god! And then they're did, trying to like back up their own. Am I just realizing this for the first time, or do I have I realized this like nine times on the show already? Yeah, I read in books that, uh, and that's why I'm right. That's you know what I mean. Well, I read in books that blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well. Yeah, so there's a thing to tack on after this, and, and it's yeah. an episode. That's an <laughs> I, ep- right? I don't think it's really long enough, but looks yeah, like we've been talking about We just talked, this has been 30 minutes, yeah, man. Yeah, we won't use all this, See, but... Why? All right, last thing I want to say off. is... This don't is what edit, I say. no editing. Before I end, end the discussion on aliens, I want to circle back to Bashar. I think I called him by a different name and described him as this dickish alien guy. And I wasn't sure if he was channeling or what. Yeah. I want to circle back to him. Okay. All right. Because I did. I looked him up. Um, I got curious and I looked him up. (laughs) And he's been doing this for a long time. Channeling. He is a channeler. Okay. He and he is talking. I watched video of him the other day. Yeah. For the first time. He got. I mean. I agree with everything he's it's saying. It's convincing. It is convincing. <laughs> telling you what. Well, I mean, I can get behind him. I like his what whole he was thing, saying. Discourse on homosexuality sounded like what I would expect a higher intelligent like, yeah. alien to say. Yeah. About you know that many he's other great. subjects. He's great. He's a wonderful character actor. He he's yes. really cool. Um, so anyway, anyway, that was a little journey I took us on with the alien thing. And uh, how do you Thank feel? I was good. I feel. Uh, Did you learn? 
I'm always learning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always learning. That's you're what this is. The whole podcast is about me it's learning. It's about learning, man. Yeah. Give me, now, you're going to learn some more because this podcast isn't over. That was just that was just an unplanned whatever. What I'm going to do now is tag on here at the end the other half of their tour, man. The other half of their tour in 79. We recorded this like five years ago. Okay. Probably like two years ago. And let's just play it. It's, it's You know, I feel like the best part of the show is already over, but... We're going to move on and talk more about Echo and the Bunny Men now. We're going to pick up on their tour where we left off one episode ago in the tour. The episode the before last? In the summer of 79. Yeah. There we go. Okay. We're back in this, man. So you might have to go re-listen to the episode. From a year ago. Before. I think there's a recap, though, in this section. So, Okay. And since we're talking about the summer, 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 the summer of 79, I think you need to learn the Brian Adams keyboard part of <laughs> summer of 69. I think you're right, Courtney. Let's I do it. I always wanted to do that. You know, here you are. I bet you don't have a guitar. Oh, hand me that guitar. Okay. That's perfect. Not the one that you're currently restringing. No, that one's way out of tune. Okay. Let's check this one. I got this. Uh, all right. All right. Well, our giant dog is in the way of us in the studio. She wants to be right in the middle of it all. So that's why we were singing this Nirvana song. Something in the way. Hmm. Something in the way. Yeah. trying to tell you all right so we're gonna do this song with brian adams though we like nirvana not the time now we all know the song back in the summer of 69 all right that's it yeah Gotta skip ahead a little. What a great song. I love the song. Love it. The best years of my life. That part? Yeah, that's the one. How's it go? I don't know. It's an arpeggio. Yeah. That's kind of it. Uh, something like that. All right, that was Shane so, coming up with it in less than that was less than two minutes, and that's why he gets paid to teach you the song yeah, right. you want to learn. You got it. That's it. There's a little transition. Does it do something there, like that? That's it. That is. Per- that is it. You are my guitar hero, right. Shane. Okay, well, sorry, I'm, now I'm like, hmm. I want to learn it and over and over. Wait, play now it. you got to play it. 
while I say the summer Are of 79. No, I'm not going to sing it. I'm, you just play a little riff oh. from it when All I right. say. All right. Here we go. I'm ready. Go ahead. All right. Back to the Bunny Men's Tour in the summer of 79. But I should really probably play uh, 1979 by Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, yeah. I could play that. Oh, yeah? Does that I got mean, a riff? Is there no, a riff? No, it's just, no, I'm sure it's just like, we don't even. It's like probably uh, E and G and E yeah, yeah. minor or something. Something. I can't even hear it in my head right now. There's a reason for that. It's yeah. Kinda... That's a big hit for them. All right. All right. So what are we doing here once again? Podcast about Echo and the Bunny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, unfortunately. Yeah. For you, Shane, because I know you just want to talk about music, but I have to continue taking the Bunnymen through this tour, this little run of tour dates. Okay. Talk the about a cu- couple of festivals. Nope. Unfortunately, not. Oh. Um, but. I got to change the guitar string. That's what I'm saying. This is the perfect time for you to change a guitar string, you know, kick back. I came down here, my classical guitar, the string was popped. That's weird. Just by itself, it just popped. I don't know. Sometimes shit does that, you know. But how often does that happen? Not often. Right. Uh, Twice in my life. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's not once. So that's, it's not totally a ghost, right? Oh. Maybe the ghost was jamming out too hard on the the nylon. Oh. All right. Well, anyway. All right. So let's just don't get... mind me. I'll be double duty over here. Okay. So for the listener, I want to welcome you back to touring with the Bunny Men. You remember their van, their little 1969 van. Oh yeah, the just... one that uh, Blondie parked in front of or something. <laughs> Was that Blondie? That was Eurythmics. Never mind. Oh, that was Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox. Yep. Kind of yes. block, block them in. Yeah, we need a little, like, this is our... Annie Lennox it? blocked them in. They, yeah, and they had to bounce her. So this is a little recap for everyone. So it's still that, that same summer. The summer of 79. Yeah. And so for this little, this next little section, we're going to be relying once again heavily on King of Cool by Mick Middles because he really does a great job of recounting shows and he's a great painting writer. a picture he is and he's uh and this is chapter 7 entitled Crocodiles and it's he opens the chapter 27th August 1979 a movement with no name a festival with no people but a staggering event all the same. All right? Wow. So we have to talk about this festival. But I can't, you know, eh, it was kind of just in like this this, this coal pit. <laughs> it was like between a coal pit and some kind of housing development and some like little piece of land in a place called Lee. Thus, it was known as the Lee Festival, Shane. Right? Wow. He's just winding away his little string. <sighs> All right. It had happened before, Shane. Okay. There had been another Lee festival. 
And and that had, that one had taken place in the '60s. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna name a few bands, and you just sort of paint of a picture of what you think might have been going on in this lot in this festival. Okay. Okay. And just what people were wearing. Okay. You got Grateful Dead, Brinsley Schwartz, and Country Joe McDonald. Wait a second. What? Brinsley Schwartz. This is the festival at least. Is this Country Joe and the Fish, but it's just Country Joe McDonald? Yeah, this was the I'm previous. Sure there were two of them. Maybe okay. you missed that. The, the previous Lee Festival. Oh, and now they got they got all goth. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know what? That 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 makes sense to me. That reads like uh like Bonnaroo's first set list. If you ever checked that out, I saw that recently, and it was like. Was it really? Oh. It was like string cheese incident. No, no, no. It was like. Oh, right. I thought it was a hippie festival when it was first invented. And then it was like Radiohead was playing. And then it's like Metallica and, and Kanye West and like just everything gets thrown together. You know? Yeah. But like, but it started out with just like kind of, you know, just straight up jam fest. And is that, what's that guy's name? MoFest? At Ashley Caps. Ashley Caps. Is that him? Yes. He's right. the founder of Bonnaroo. And, and big uh, and the lesser big known, years big festival years. and all kinds of other stuff. Well, this one was pretty epic because Lee is between Manchester and Liverpool, so yeah. it was like so Zoo like versus Factory Records. Yeah, Liverpool meets Manchester, kind of, you know. Yeah, and it's like that sounds so cool. It sounds like it's going to be so great, right? Did the Darudi column play? No Darudi column. Uh. But we do have Joy Division once again, okay? The Bunnymen, Teardrop Explodes, okay, OMD, okay? And then these are the Manchester bands, okay? And uh, here's another... Wait, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say um, a certain ratio. Yeah! Really? Yes! Oh my They're God. They're at the show. They're playing That's at crazy. the show you know, on the list. Wow. Yeah. I can't even tell you how I came to that. Wow. Yeah. Because I came across a, someone talking about a certain ratio out in the, uh, it's not really out in the wild because that's out in the world, but out in the internet wild. Oh, like really? It was like a weird, like, I guess there's some reissue that just came out, like on cassette. The Distractions. Don't know them. Right. And do you know LT Fits? LT or LT Fits? Uh, e- I don't think so. E- yeah. Okay. So I once again totally qualified to do this podcast. <laughs> no, I don't either. So that's all right. So the distraction. So I read about them. Oh, and we'll he, research for you. Okay. There's not much of note. One of the guys who was in the band um, was joined the Fall at one point. Who didn't um, really? <laughs> you <laughs> right. know, I mean, like what are the odds? If you live in Manchester, there's a chance. Like there's a pretty high percentage chance that you were in the Fall at one point. <laughs> You know, that's true. All right, let's look up a little LTI. I'm on a roll tonight. Oh, Shane really—he's holding it together because I—I I got the punchlines over here. I—I I know, and I'm just sitting here, just with your mind on your money and your money with on with my your mind. mind on my phone, trying to just research while I do it. All right, all right, Shane, I invite you to check out LTI Fits Peel Session. The deal with them is they did like one peel session and played okay a few songs and that's all we know of them i'm interested but it's pretty badass so check it out 
Yeah, into it, into it. Uh, very New York, uh, like post. It's very like post-punk. no wa- like no wave kind of. Really, like it post-punk is kind of vibe. I'm uh-huh. down. Yes, it's very scronky. Manchester's really holding it down. Yeah, that's, like that's the, good. The scronky, the percussive, and that's a good band. What's that called? LT. LT fits. Dig it. I like it too. All right, and then the distractions. I didn't. I got distracted. <laughs> And I didn't look them up. But it sounds like they were really big fans of the Bunnymen at that show. Um, I looked at their pictures, and they look cool. And I invite everyone to check them out. Okay? But, um, so this festival, you know, it's got some legends, right? There's, There's a little weirdness, like... I don't know why The Fall and Waheed didn't play. Because they weren't on the labels. So they were just kind of being like, it's only the label bands. Oh, really? But that's too bad. Now listen. So, it sounds like it's going to kick ass, right? Uh-huh. But, as it turned out, Mick Middles, it was to become one of the strangest festivals of all time. Hmm. Okay? It seems like... This was a, a really important uh, event. It's It was an artistic triumph, okay? Yes. But it was also... A financial disaster. It was a financial disaster. I mean, I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. That, that sounds like where that's going. Let me tell you what kind of thing it was. It was like too many cops. It was that kind of thing. It was like a small town... Um, a bunch of football people and paranoid police officers, okay? Okay. Bad vibes. Not a friendly place for somebody of the movement that has no name, who looks a little different, you know? You have oh. police, you got football So it's like fans. a more conservative kind of, of town. It's a conservative town, I guess, in between in those two because it's sense. in the countryside. Makes exactly. Sense. I know where they were. They were like... In Buford, Georgia, or some shit. <laughs> yeah. They're out in Douglasville. Totally, because it's a field. You know, yeah. it's like, anyway. So, that was weird, okay? That was strange. Sorry about that. It's all right. You got to do what you got to do. The show must go on. So, the bunny men's kept their spirits up. Bunny men's. <laughs> the bunny men kept their spirits high. You okay? think that there's any infighting going on nowadays that... Will wrote a book called Bunny Man. Hmm. Is he referring to himself? Or is it the big say, man, yeah. the big bunny man in the sky? No, perhaps? no, no. I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> talking about himself. Anyway, Listen, at this point, at this point, there's no trouble. Okay, there's a lot of camaraderie backstage. Yes. And there's a lot of posturing and like, our set is going to rock. It's going to be the best set of the night. Mm. Y'all wish you could be us where you see when we get out there. We're going to show everybody that yes. we're the greatest band. You should be listening to us every day. And, you know, somebody else is like, nope, y'all are weak. We're the best bands. And Cope is like, we're the best band. <laughs> and then, and then, Wait, and then OMD you is, Cope like, is like, Cope? we are the best band. We will show all of you. And then Ian Curtis was like, well, I hope everyone has a wonderful show, lads, and I, I'll see you all in a minute. I'm expected on stage. Radio. 
<laughs> I trash me. Is that what he talks so. like? He has like a yeah. Like, he has a normal voice. He has like a he, cute mm-hmm. little boy voice. Yes, he's like the opposite of like Scott Miller and who else is like that? Who sings in the falsetto, and then has, has a like deep a voice. deep voice. And this is the opposite of that. Okay. Yeah. Who else is like that? There's some. There are many. I'm trying to yeah. think. Like Perry Farrell sounds like he Getty talks. Lee from Rush he's the is same. like that. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, I would expect him to be he just like, has like a normal voice. And then he sounds like, how's it going, everybody? I mean, it's unbelievable. He, yeah. His singing, very, yeah. very high, very forceful. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Is, uh, so, they they do kick ass, all right? They go out there. there. The new Order is there. Really? They, they don't know that they're there. But, you know, within <laughs> within that band. Yeah. Oh, their wait, future is Joy selves. There? Yes, they're oh, there. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, Ian Curtis is like. He's still around. He's still around, and he's, you know, sticking his dick in the in the pudding. Jerk. All right, <laughs> all right. In the post-punk pudding, let's do it. Uh, and then you got Tony Wilson standing there, and I want to just bring Wait, this part waving in. his dog around. <laughs> his big ass fucking his big thick patterned sweater. Okay. Oh man. It looked as if he had been given it. On a Christmas day by his grandma. Let me tell you, hipsters have been wearing ugly sweaters since time began. You know? Right? That's you true, baby. That's true, baby. That's true. You know? Do you want to know what Stephen Morris said about this particular event? Stephen Morris from Joy Division. He is the drummer. I always want to know what Stephen Morris from Joy too. Division has oh, to say. Oh, I love it. He's yeah. my favorite. Um, to listen to talk in that crew he he's yeah let's hear it. okay so i think the late factory records boss tony wilson i think tony wilson thought we would be recapturing the spirit of woodstock at lee okay by having <laughs> bands on the liverpool label zoo and factory playing in a field mm, it was a horrible place and being a bank holiday it rained but it was my first gig playing outside and possibly Joy Division's only open air gig. So it was very memorable. And you can like, you can purchase recordings of this gig. Okay. All right. And so Stephen Morris goes on to say that, um, you know, it was different from a modern festival because he describes modern festivals as more of a picnic, but this was more like a drive-in movie because the cars were parked in front of the stage wow so when it started raining everybody just got in their car and turned their headlights on weird so that's cool yeah that's like covid era festival that's, that's yeah that's what people started doing and then you at the raves you'd get like a little partition little space so that you know oh okay the, at the raves you drive yeah. up and have a little partition but like the rock festivals they're or, doing that you know, too. rock yeah people were having shows and it that's was like right. you drive out to a field and and there Watch from your car. Yeah, stand on your car. Okay, so uh, at this festival, I want everyone to know there was no food and only one toilet. Mm-mm. One. No. Okay, nothing in the way of facilities. Okay. It was thrown together on a shoestring. Uh, heavy police presence. Did they end up having like a poopy mud pit like they did at God, Woodstock 99? I know. I mean, this was like a day though, right? Was this yeah. one day? Oh, okay. Now, what's also kind of... Oh, never mind. That's the next one. Okay. 
So, yeah. Anyway. Because Woodstock 99, they had a poopy mud pit. Yes. And everyone was like dancing around in it and covering themselves in it because they were like waxing nostalgic for like Woodstock. Woodstock, that's right. But but it was a different different ball game because we were just living in a more toxic world. Like we were just covered poop just... Well, it flooded the, the portajons. It flooded, exactly. They were knocking over the portajons. They used portajons as like a boat through the mud. It was just yeah. disgusting. Wow. But this was before all that. So moving on, blah, blah, blah. So Echo and the Bunnymen kicked ass this night. Mm. So I want to play you. Let's listen to their live set uh, from my phone <laughs> into the microphone. It's a crappy recording to begin with. But just, just you know, give a little feel. I mean, could we directly record this end of this? What? We could could we directly record something like off of YouTube into this podcast? Oh, sure, yeah. I'm sure that's not hard to do. Alright, well. But we're not gonna do it. So let's hear it. <laughs> no. Sounds good, right? Sounds great. It kicks so much ass. I know. All right. And yes. taking names just everywhere they go. Okay? Uh-huh. So that's that. That's so All true. All right. So Echo and the Bunnymen, their, their set was amazing. Um, well, of course. They did, yeah, of they, course. they just ruled. All right. Of that's course. it. That's all we need to know about that uh, particular show. Check that one off the list. They're working hard, you know, and it's hard work keeping up with these. I'm trying shows. to understand why the festival was weird. Still, you, I, you, you made, too. A, you made too. a big thing about why it was weird. Well, and I, I didn't mean, really get like there's a, a lot of police officers. Oh, that's why it was weird. That's I right. I mean, and it was just know, a vibe. It was a harsh vibe. Yeah, and like it caused delays. Yeah, gotcha. so that just sounds annoying, but not strange exactly. It just was like the the vibe was off. Yeah, there. Yeah. But I, I guess so. Okay, no, no, that's cool. Things. I could feel that if I went to a festival and I was like, oh, there's a lot of cops here. Like when we went to, the, you know, the Springs in uh, Gainesville, Florida, and it was just like cops just whizzing around each car and their silent bikes just trying to find somebody taking a little toke off some weed. They'll never know in these days of legal weed, as that comedian said, what we went through. You know, I feel like such an old man. It's like I lived through prohibition or something. And the thing is, <laughs> you did. I did, right? Uh-huh. But also, people it's are still, still in jail because it's like where I'm at in Georgia. Yeah, we're just it's a bunch still, of separate little countries is it, here these it's still days. Still legal or something? I don't even know. What I don't is, even know. That's the thing is, I don't even. You know. don't even know what's Atlanta, going on. Atlanta, I think it's like they're they, like, oh, it's okay. It's decriminalized. Or in Atlanta, it's like they won't bother you about it, but it's like please don't. Is that what the deal is? Like, just try to be subtle about it. I give you a little it. like, come on now, kind of just like <laughs> look, look at you, like. But there's still people sitting in jail with charges. Seriously. Also, let's just call out. Trying All to right. do this quietly. But. We did this, Shane. We got through. All right, they made it oh, to that dude. date. Oh, dude. Sorry. What the fuck is going on? Work class hero. Is that your? Is that the same <gasps> string that broke? <gasps> No, dude. No. No. How could that have happened? It's stripped? 
it's just like off. I'm gonna have to call my Sweetwater representative. They'll send me a new guitar. What the fuck? I have a warranty on this. Dude, that is bullshit. You gotta be kidding me. Wait a second. What? Are we doing an ad for Sweetwater guitars right now? Sweetwater music. Sweetwater music. Because yeah. you, you have a broken guitar in this yeah. moment. I mean, I, I, if you, to shop Sweetwater, you know, and deal with their customer service is to, <laughs> is to just love them and want to do ads for them. Really? It's like they're just... It's like a music industry joke, really. Like, or anybody, working musician joke, you know? Yeah. Like, everyone just, like, talks about how caring and nurturing their sales reps are. <laughs> like, the, they're, you know... Like, no one gets me like... No them. one gets me like my Sweetwater rep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, if you call them, they'll just be like... You, if you're I'm lonely... I'm so sorry, sir. Is there... How, how are you doing? Buy a guitar from Sweetwater. <laughs> And you will have a friend for life in your Sweetwater rep. Can you just call them? Yeah. And just be like, hey. How, do you think people do just like that, that lonely just old Just to have that companionship? Nerd. Yeah. yeah. Who's Probably. Like, <laughs> I'm sure. Just that they're not even going to buy anything. They just like c- yeah. call the... They already bought it and now they have a friend for life, as you said. Ask, ask some just, questions. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. Um. All right, so... You know, I'm really sorry about your guitar and all, but but we must just keep going until that that replacement comes in or what have you. But the show must go on, okay? Mm-mm. Tour stops for no one and for nothing, okay? People are counting on them, and they've got another festival, all right? Mm. This one seems like an even bigger deal, but this one also kind of sucks. In its own way. All right. This one is called Futurama. All right. It was subtitled A Major Sci-Fi Event. Do you know why? Because it's uh, got like some futuristic themes. Nope. Because it's um, the bands are futuristic. No. Just because... uh, just needed a name. Shane, no one knows why. Okay. No one. Okay, it's just written plain as day. Futurama Festival. But if you think about it, why is Lollapalooza called Lollapalooza? Or why is Bonnaroo called Bonnaroo? Or why is like... Sometimes the name of a festival has to do with what's, you know, yeah. what you're seeing. Like Comic-Con. It makes sense though with the music festival. There's a lot of rando. Yeah, it's just what a, it's Futurama. Yeah. Maybe somebody. This is a fun. It's a fun name. Yeah, it's it's like a future theme, but but no one in the scene dresses up. Right. You know, at this point. But it's a, a so, the, so the thing about this festival is it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Who's headlining? All right, the huge. We got. Can you guess? Uh, go in the bunny man. Mm, that's right. All right. Okay. That's what we're here for. And who else? That's who else? What we're here for. Did you hear uh, a lot about? You know. Uh, I'm gonna say Joy Division. Yep, Joy Division's there. I'm gonna say. I think maybe it's not. 
the fall? No, it falls oh. not there. But you know, OMD's got to be there. Yeah, OMD's there. They are hand in hand, just running through the fields together. Echo and the Bunnymen, OMD. Nice. No, they're not. They're not. But they're always together. But they're they're different from one another. Okay. Yeah. And here's a band, Cabernet. I'm sorry, Cabaret Voltaire. Okay. Do you know them? Uh, yeah. I do too. Somehow. Somehow I do too. <laughs> Somehow I know them. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. A certain ratio. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They kick ass. They kick ass. Here's another band name that I've heard, and I don't know this band, and I've been reading a little bit. It sounds really interesting. Punishment of Luxury. Uh, do you know that band? No. Okay. That Doesn't it sound familiar? <laughs> mm, no. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> but I bet they're good if they're playing with those other bands. Yeah, yeah, they were like, they kind of stole the show a little bit. They were better than PIL. That's uh, one thing well, I heard. Well, you know, I think we've... But here's what I I'm want trying. you to know. Listen, <laughs> listen about this festival though, Shane. Okay. It's taken place inside of Leeds Queens Hall. Leeds Queens Hall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a cold room. A big room. Cold room. It's a cavernous, just icy. It's like a meat locker the okay. size it's of a like foot a beer locker. cave. It's like a beer cave the size of a castle. It's a palace beer cave. It's cold. Everyone's huddled up. Echo and the Bunny Men are just shivering in the corners. Just how do we get ourselves into this? And how can we breathe life into this event, guys? They look at each other. Resolve. Yes. And they say... Let's kick ass. They went out on that stage in that dark, cavernous room. This crappy festivals with shitty hamburgers and fizzy pop that nobody wanted. Sounds awesome, though. What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'm so happy if there's like a burger somewhere. Um, I want to be in a a cave in England in the cold. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Mm -mm, Nope. Were cold. people unhappy at this oh. festival? Yes, Why? they were. That's, I think that's the what he's saying is it's cold. Cold, bad food. No. I want it's warm like and good food. I, it can be a little hot, actually. Firefest, yeah. Yeah, it's like Firefest. <laughs> it's like uh, people are like, I want my money back. But you know who went out there and gave it their all? EATB, man. <laughs> EATB. That's right. That's what we're here for. You know for. who did it? You know who didn't? Mm. P.I.L. Or perhaps they did give their all. But you know what? As this author notes, they weren't as good as the Bunny Men that night. You can't put Johnny Rotten up there trying to sing with oh. with uh, Mac. No, it's a joke. Even at this tender age of like... Of Johnny 12. Rotten's like a <laughs> shtick. You know what I mean? He's like he a knows sh- it. Yeah. And... and at the show, at this particular festival, um, people were like shouting out, you know, booing Johnny Rotten off the stage, demanding Sex Pistols, uh-huh. you know, screaming for him to yeah. play a Sex Pistol song. It's hard to break out of that mold, man. Yeah, especially when you don't got that much to offer, except for <laughs> just some like wildly crazy look in your eye, you know, like yeah. you're just, you're just gonna, like, gonna look at the camera all weird. And that's that's your stick, you know? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I have this weird fondness. And I'm like, yeah, but he could really look at that camera. Like He could look at a camera. That man could look <laughs> at a camera and evoke a f- something weird. But yeah. uh, old crazy One eye. eye stare. Old crazy eye rotten. Okay. Well, anyway. He played there. Those, that's who played. There's some other people, but oh, yeah. I'm so tired. Yeah. So we got anyway, moving Fizzy on. Pop, <laughs> Shitty Burgers, all right? Backstage, cold, backstage, huddled in the corners. All right. Oh, sorry, this is going to be a loud one. Hold on. And, all right, you may now continue. And that's it. You know what? That's it. Okay, so they, they played they, 1979. They, awesome. they played some crappy festivals, they but they played well. Good, they played well. They're working. They made a good impression. That's my point. We were talking about working class. They are working their asses off, not even having that much fun. I'm I'll sure you, it was fun. I, I wanted, it was thrilling. Yeah. Festivals, um, I've played some crappy festivals. and Really? Yeah. Have I been to them? I don't I don't know. I mean, you've you kind of been to like some good festivals I've played. I know. But like... But uh, I don't really like playing at festivals. Because it's too much of a like live-in kind of energy. It's just it's like... It's too uh, little roommate a little... I don't know. I just, well, I don't, I don't want to be at them. Yeah. Is <laughs> the, the thing. thing about it is being at them. But these hodgepodge, like huge festivals where it's like, uh, there's like maybe a few bands I'd be excited about oh, seeing. I, I they don't, sound terrible. Yeah. I know. I didn't even go to Lollapalooza. It always sounded shitty. I did. When I was a kid, I went to Lollapalooza. I know. You a couple did, times. right? And you went... Yeah. I didn't do the Woodstock. I didn't do any of that. Yeah. We went to some shitty festivals. We went to some... We saw James Brown at a festival in yeah. Florida. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, I went did to... Did we some... sleep there? Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, that was a Where did we sleep? In a tent. We didn't have a tent. In the car. There's a photo that I spent exists the night... somewhere of me brushing my teeth outside of a motor vehicle. That's right. I, I spent the night on acid with four people in a sedan in the car sleeping it was awful in a hot summer festivals i'd be happy to have had a burger how did we eat um, it's just a disaster waiting to happen really what is a festival a festival yeah there it's a uh, i like a renaissance festival shane's went to his first renaissance festival that wasn't my first but i want to go to a bluegrass festival that's what i'm saying that's the, where I do not want to be. But the techno festival, y'all. Maybe people don't know. The listener doesn't know that when I'm not listening to Echo the Bunny Men, I'm listening to 100% techno, old school, hardcore for you British people. Uh, I mean, I listen to the drum and bass. I listen to the Acid House. I'm deeply entrenched in the culture of raving. And that's a little something about me. That's a little something about Courtney. Mm-hmm. That's a little something that we let we, we all leak it know. out. Yeah, just know we that love, we still love her. Yeah, when I'm like criticizing like the doors and like being all, just know that I'm sitting in there. You know, just listening to just and the prodigy and just yeah, four on the floor, baby. And just I practice a special dance, raver dance called shuffling, and I'm in it. 45 years old. All right, let's go. 44. Always, <sighs> Courtney always ages herself. <laughs> she's always, every time I, the whole time I've known oh, Courtney. Oh, watch be, me. Cha- I've, I've grown. When she's 30, she'll be like, I'm 31 already. I know. I've done that in this podcast every year. Y'all have watched me grow old. But you know what? Raven All is keeping you. me young. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. But well. listen, listen. This is what's weird. 
somebody tried to re to redo what do you call it create a revival is what do you call it help me a revival somebody tried to re reorganize <laughs> revisit uh re revive revamp, or, or, revamp, revamp. Re, re, somebody redo somebody tried to redo this, this festival, festival. futurama in, part two yes in like 2021 or something Whoa. weird yes wow they, i saw you can all check it out it's wild people, we, we just keep on living and doing th- doing stuff the they're like this thing. was a good show and now we're gonna do let's a new do it one again with the modern okay so fans. it's like uh redux so somebody you know really wanted to relive this yeah yeah i see some younger person somebody really (laughs) rearranged all right well that's it thank y'all we're just gonna do that thank you thank you so much (laughs) so yeah drop us a line our email echo Echo in here podcast i'm like what was it again echo in here podcast at gmail.com Bye.